0: Hopefully by the time you get 30, you got kids. Just being a bit more mature in your decisions. Definitely being an adult by that point.
1: You know, like a real adult. <laughs> work, a lot of work, like being professional.
0: <laughs> hey, I'm Laura Beth... <coughs> uh. Hey, I'm Laura Beth Kewen. I'm the youngest of three sisters. Some of my favourite clothes are hand-me-downs. I use heaps of emojis when I text. And I'm flirting with 30. This trouble once again. Today, it's all about love, and to be specific, romantic love. It's a thing that people want, and people seem to get nervous if they don't have it by the time they're 30. But I've looked at some stats, and the age of marriage, which is kind of like a proxy for love, it's actually increasing. Like. In 1971, the median age for getting married in New Zealand was 21 years old. In 2013 in New Zealand, the median age for marriage was about 29. 29, that's how old I am, but only for another week. And also, marriage is a poor proxy for love. A lot of people don't get married, and that's fine too. So I've been talking to my peers about their relationships, I spoke to someone who has love, he's engaged actually, to be married, and he's been paired for most of his twenties, so he's got an interesting perspective on pairing up. I also spoke to my friend Priya, she's living the single life, and she's definitely over analyzed her relationship status as the host of a podcast mini-series called Why Am I Single. So you should look it up, listen to that, but you know, after this podcast. I spoke to Priya in the New Zealand Radio Training School studio about what it is to be single at 30 and beyond.
1: I remember particularly at 30 thinking, holy, like, I've been to so many weddings now. Um, I don't have a mortgage. I don't have a cat. I don't have savings. I'm not even really sure what a career is. But the the thing that most affected me and the thing that made me kind of the most sad and the most... Um, challenged was not having a partner you know not having love you know now that I'm sort of almost in my mid-30s I think that that it's changed a little bit so like now I know that there's things that I needed to do for me before that before I'd be ready to be in something right so there's been so much work I've done on myself there's been so much um, uh, taking stock of what I have you know The other thing is, it's all about the messaging that we tell ourselves. Like, I know for me, I play this card that I'm this barren spinster, but actually I've had lots of fun things, you know. There are always boys around. Crushes, short, fun, hot relationships. And then there's been longer things, you know. So I I think that sometimes it's about what we tell ourselves, you know. It's not um, that I haven't had love in my life.
0: So you've been absolutely occupying yourself with forced reflection on this status of being single because you've created a podcast and you've created this radio persona that is all about being like a single lady. Has that given you any insight
1: into how you you really feel about it? Absolutely, like definitely there's such a duality that I've been finding myself in lately. People love, and particularly people who are in couples I find, they love hearing about tragic dating stories, dating disasters. They want to hear all about crazy Tinder dates. They want to hear how it all goes wrong. Um, You know, I've had, you know, been set up on a blind date. Uh, My friend said, you know, um, I want to set up on a blind date with a guy and he's a firefighter. And I got so excited about it, but um, it turns out he wasn't a firefighter. He just installed fire alarms. (laughs) (laughs) And um, when we were on the date, he pointed out the um, where the restaurant was going wrong in terms of their fire hazards and things like that. You know, it's definitely not what I thought the firefighter date would be about. So you know, people love hearing about that stuff. So yeah, I've been really, there's been a really focused lens on it, given all the stuff that I've been doing about the podcast and about the radio show. Then if you take the other side of it, which isn't about dating disasters and kind of really examining myself, why am I single? What am I doing? Have I, am I actually constructing barriers, blocks? Am I, is it wrong place, wrong time? What has it been about? And I think actually there's been quite a few themes that have come up, I think, uh, predominantly um, yeah, what we tell ourselves about self worth. Am I worthy of being with someone? Uh you know, do I have confidence around that? Those are all really real things. And I think that actually comes from coming into your thirties about what it means to be a daughter, a sister, a friend, a colleague, you know, what does it mean to be all of those things? And then therefore, what does it mean to be a partner? You know, so you're trying you're trying to figure all that stuff out, right? Um also When your confidence gets knocked, you know, I've had a few relationships, there's been a few trialing times in my life with all different things that happen in life, not only in relationships, you start going, oh, oh, no, that's quite scary. It's quite scary to put yourself out there. It's quite scary to go on a date. It's quite scary to, like, have a conversation with someone and be quite vulnerable. I think vulnerability is a word that you don't think of at all in in your 20s. You never think about being fragile or being Mm. open. For me, that was a huge thing about turning 30 was – Oh wow, I've got like feelings, and sometimes the sad ones, you oh, know, no. all of that kind of stuff. I know you've you've said that you do
0: want to fall in love with someone as you go forward in life, but if it doesn't come, if it doesn't happen for a while, what do you think? How would you feel about that?
1: No, but so so I mean, I think that's a, that's the thing. If it doesn't happen for me, love wise, um, I'll always have this huge, amazing support system in my family, and always have a huge, amazing support system in my friends. So I think that um, if I got to my, you know, dying days and in my movie montage of all of the things in my life, right now there would definitely be, um, you know, the montage of your friends and the laughter. There'd be my family and our, you know, us doing thousand piece puzzles together. (laughs) There'd be every single kind of sausage meat that I've eaten because I love sausages. Um, There'd be lots of kind of, you know, or almost like chorizo spliced into the movie montage yeah,
0: that's like the longest part of the montage
1: it's just always deli um, you know it would be really great if there was also like that shot of you smushing wedding cake into someone's face you just got to hold on to hope and you got to be open to things and you got to maybe look up more and, um, and invite it into your life I think do you have any other hot insights you want to add in? hot insights just be yourself you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I tried so hard to be, like, pretty and put makeup on and, like, wear the things and put the things on and, like, act a certain way. But do you know what? I think my best mates, at boys and girls, I think they like me because I just am silly and I can, act, I can be a doofus, but I can be fun and caring and generous and just show all your attributes as you come. Like, don't try and be someone you're not. And I think... I mean, obviously, I'm not an expert on it because I haven't locked him in. I'm pretty sure that's what's going to get me it, is if I'm just myself. Of course. Yeah. Thanks, Priya. Thank you.
0: I've been happily unattached in my life. I never felt the pressure that... Priya describes about finding a person to be with. I never had a a vision of myself smushing wedding cake in someone's face. But right now, I am in love. And I'm still learning how to be a good partner to this person and how to be thoughtful and kind and not overthink everything. But mostly I love love. I, I want it to go on and on forever. And my friend Mervyn, he knows the feeling. He's spent his 20s in a long-term relationship, and he's also spent a lot of time defending his decision to be with just one person. Here's my conversation with Mervyn. So I brought you in to ask about love and romantic love. Ooh la la. Because you, whether you meant to or not, became an advocate for love in our radio journalism class can you explain the situation
2: okay well my background is that i have been with the same person for about 10 years now so i met her in school so we're kind of high school sweethearts and that's that's basically my story but it's really hard for other young people my age and younger to like understand that to that i've been with one person for 10 years and they, they don't really understand and i don't really i to be fair, I don't understand it either. It's not something you plan to do. It's not something I plan to do. And it just so happened that the one person that I met and the first, like, serious girlfriend I ever had was the right person. I think a lot of people, when they look at me, they're like, oh, you're in the prime of your life. You should be out there, you know. Well,
0: <laughs> like you should be out there sleeping around, Yeah, basically. yeah,
2: yeah. And I, f- I feel like it's not, it's not malicious. They think I'm missing out, and they just want to kind of help me.
0: Okay. Mervyn, is there a reason why your relationship stuck through 10 years on and everyone else just, like, flitted around aimlessly?
2: Um, I would – I I think so. And I, th- I reckon the reason is not just me. It's my partner as well. And we have this one trait over all other things is our ability to work things out really well. Like, we don't sleep on problems. Like, if we have a fight, we'll never go to sleep until the fight's resolved. Like, Either we find something or we just get over it. Working through it and communicating with your partner is like the ultimate thing.
0: So like people who are confused about what sort of value you get out of being in this situation where it sounds like you have to give a bit, you have to try a bit. Mm. Like what do you tell them when they're like, isn't it easier just to be solo and only take care of yourself?
2: So I would say to someone who's like going through many different partners, Look within yourself and see if your partner helps you fix any of your own problems. Like there's some people that will just be your partner and they'll just be next to you. But there's some people who will make your life better. And that's not that's not trivial, like that's really important, you know.
0: The strap around your neck, as your hands protect, that'll lens on your walk to my house. Do you think everyone can find someone who's like that for them and and have an attachment in their life where they get that value out of it?
2: You, you can build like a bond with anyone. Like your friends, you, you can have best friends and you can meet someone at age like 40 and have a best friend at 50. It's the same thing with partners. Like if you go through enough stuff and you have like enough things in common, you will build that bond, and it'll get stronger and stronger and then, it'll, then you know that's love. Like, to me, there's no one soulmate. So you can go through life. And that's why I don't have a problem with people having multiple partners to find that person. Because you don't want to go out with the first person and they're a piece of crap. And then you're stuck with that person. Yeah, I, just, I don't well, condone that. Better work it out. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And, like, when I have kids, I'm not going to be like, hey, look, the first person you get with, that's your person. <laughs> Obviously not. That's, like, incredibly, that, that's a terrible That's terrible advice. I would never tell that to anyone. But I have a question for you.
0: Oh, for me?
2: Yeah. What do you think about the whole soulmate thing? Do you think there is one person for everyone?
0: I'm on side with you. I think Mervyn. I don't really believe in soulmates either. Mm. That's kind of a, of a fiction. In 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 my experience, when when I fall in love with someone, it's not like falling off a cliff. <laughs> it's more like this slow building relationship where you just get more and more comfortable with someone and mm. um, that's not something that you find, that's something that you make together.
2: Yeah, I agree with you hundred percent.
0: Mervin has an awesome podcast, it's called The Bilingual Connection. It's not about love and relationships, but you should definitely listen. We've learned a lot of lessons today. Be yourself. Eat deli meats. Don't interview Mervyn unless you're prepared for him to turn around the personal questions back at you. And all you need is love. Here's the theme music. It's by Martin Andrews and the B-Sides. Check it out on Bandcamp. Flirting with 30 is on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can find me with the handle at Laura B. Kewen, K-E-O-W-N. Go out there and like, follow, and insta like or gramify, um, whatever. There's only one more pre 30 year old episode of Flirting with 30 to go, so stay tuned for a preview of next week's episode. Thank you for listening, flirties. We'll get through this together. Next week on Flirting with 30, how do we know where to live? New Zealand
1: is f- like actually really feels like home at the moment. So I don't really see a reason to be in one particular place.
2: I'm going home. I'm going back to where my family are from, you know. I mean, I don't mean to beg it. It just fully sucks and everyone's shit.
0: <laughs> <laughs> OMG, is this where I belong? See you then.